Welcome to the Georgia Guard Fence Post Podcast. Today we're joined by Region 3 Best Warrior Competitors Sergeant Quentin Holden and Sergeant Nicholas White. Stay tuned as we discuss readiness and the physical and mental journey these two competitors took in preparation for the competition. Knowing that you were going to be competing in the state and region, you know, best warrior competition, what is something that you did to prepare yourself physically? Doing a lot of uh, weightlifting exercise, followed by later in the day, working on just cardiovascular endurance, rucking, um, as well as, you know, just eating that chicken and rice as much as possible. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as much as I could take of it. Right. You know, so. What about you? Um, nothing really changed in my regular routine. I usually just do like CrossFit classes, like off post. You didn't change any of your, your routine? No. Kept, so. it, kept it straight and kept it consistent. Are you rucking or are you running as well? Uh, we do a little bit of running. Sometimes they'll do like burden runs. So we'll get like, a, I don't know, like a sandbag or something like that. And I'll be like, all right, go run like 200 meters with this and come back in, like do push-ups and pull-ups and squats. And do you feel like that prepared you well enough for like to compete in the state and the regional best oh, yeah. competition? Oh yeah. It just, you know, it gets you ready for pretty much anything. Okay, and what about you? Do you feel like what you did, like you're leading up to the national competitions, it was enough? Like, do you feel like you peaked at the right time? Yes, it was my peak, but I still would like to have done more, to do more going forward, you know. The physical events weren't necessarily my strong suit, so I'd like to, you know, obviously make them my strong suit. Right. For those who don't know, what are the events in the, the regional best warrior? When it comes to phys the physicality portion, could you name off some of them? We'd have, uh, what would we do? We did ACFT, uh, we did O course, the water survival. Land nav is a lot of running. Oh yeah, land nav, big time. And then the rucking. Yeah, I mean, really the two biggest events are the, the land nav and the rucking. At state, my land nav course was like maybe seven miles. And then at regionals, probably did like 10, so. For land nav, just walking? Like the amount of walking you did? Walking slash running, yeah. Okay. And then for the ruck? You know, for those who don't, you know, ruck march often, could you explain what that is or what it entails? There's a good deal of preparation going into the ruck if you're going to do it right, as far as make sure you got the right boots, your ruck's packed properly, um, you got all your, your goose, your candies and drinks and everything you're going to take on that ruck. And then, yeah, it's just carry, in our case, 35 pounds, 16 miles as fast as possible. Right. And then with you being in the, the Marine Corps previously, was that something that you'd say that gave you an advantage being that, you know, that was something you did there as well? Oh yeah. Like we, we'd rock, we didn't rock. It was like, it was more of marching, like, like a forced walk. Um, but we did, we definitely practiced that a lot. Right. Uh, and it was, it was more or less like a group effort at that right. point. But rucking, like for competition, it's, you know, it's just your mind. You just got to run, walk, settle in, because you're going to be there for a minute. How long was the regional, uh, the ruck? It was closer to 16 miles. Close, yeah, closer to 16 miles. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. How long, what was your times? Oh. <laughs> like three hours and 30 minutes. I was like three hours and 50. And in between that, so you're, you're running, and then I think it was on like sand, right? So you're running yeah. and then walking and just basically like, pacing yourself yeah those tank trails kind of kind of slippery yeah. <laughs> at some points at night and there's puddles and feet sticking in the mud the holes 
in the ground that you don't see sometimes and then you know, yeah this one guy off. rolled his ankle oh yeah mm -hmm. so how do, mentally how do you how did you get through that you know knowing that's like a, that's a grueling that's a grueling 15 plus mile oh me i uh <laughs> i hooked the speaker up to my ruck <laughs> and then uh just kind of zone out i mean staying engaged with like what's in front of you environmental wise but other than that like you know other than making sure you're moving those feet keeping your pace and not stepping in holes i like counting too what do you mean like i'll, I'll you know every like fourth step i'll do like one and then two and i'll count to like i don't know 60 or something like that and then i'll start doing walking and then count every other step so it just helps keep your mind occupied yeah it keeps it occupied but also like kind of allows me to like turn off my brain a little bit at the same time so it's like i'm not thinking about like oh this hurts I mean, of course, like, you know, when I stepped in that hole, I was like, this hurts. Getting into the actual competition, like, what were, what were some of the biggest challenges? Like, along, not just physically, but, like, mentally. Like, what, what were the one, some of the events that, you know, could burn you out? Or not only with pre preparation, but actually competing against other people in the region. The hardest part about it was, like, staying engaged through each task, keeping that focus. Um, but I still feel like I did a pretty good job of maintaining focus and dropping, you know, whatever happened at, in the previous event and focusing on the next one right before me. Right. Um, a lot of people, I think, would point towards the, the ruck march as being the most mentally challenging because a lot of people do get to that point right towards the end, or maybe it's in the middle, but usually somewhere around there where it's like, why am I doing this? I want to... <laughs> I want to just go home and my <laughs> feet wanna, hurt. I be done. <laughs> but I fortunately never really hit that wall. Um, I just was able to kind of keep moving through the whole thing. And I, I credit that to, uh, you know, the physical training I did leading into it, as well as like the preparedness I had that I largely attribute to my sponsors in terms of like what I brought with me on the ruck, my ruck being properly packed, all that sort of minutia surrounding it so okay and what about you i kept letting like little things get in the way of like being successful like um, the 50 cal what was that like not being able to get the bolt out like because my pin was like too big for the hole to go in and so i just like i'm sitting there struggling with it and I wasted time. So it was like a lot of like little things that kept me down. Right, so just like really small, minute details. Yeah, and then I, I just held on to it the whole time, so, you know. So would you say you let it bother you? I did, because like, I, I was sitting there like, I know, I'm, I know I'm better at this than this time or like this performance or like these goes and no goes, say on paper, but it was just like one little mistake that set me back like, a while right how do you deal with that you know when it when it comes up um you don't don't deal with it the way i did don't hold on to it do like like he said he's like you know what i just dropped it moved on and everything but i guess i guess i just didn't yeah i mean it's also it's also probably easier or i know it's easier to, to let go of mistakes and to keep a good mindset when like you know you're in the lead. Like, you know you're holding on to that lead and you just gotta keep pushing it. Like, it's, 
I'm sure, like, and I'm sure this guy can attest state versus regional. Like, state, you probably didn't worry about mistakes and stuff. You were like, yeah. I'm flying through this competition, beating all these dudes around me. Like, don't have to worry. And then you get to regionals, and then, like, if you start snowballing, it's, it's easy to kind of tumble downhill from there, I'd imagine. Yeah, Murphy, you know. Murphy definitely threw a big old snowball at me. I mean, I didn't win state, and so I came to regionals, like, kind of with a chip on my shoulder. Like, I wasn't going to let any of those dudes beat me. Being in the lead versus not and, like, how that affects your mentality is because that's something I may very well have to address at nationals and, like, really push myself to finish strongly in that competition and try and win that one, so... All right. So when you think when you think about nationals, but just when you think about readiness as a whole, the, this com those these competitions are meant to to test that. You know, so being ready, both physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, you said that you didn't feel like you were mentally like challenged as much. Like, what about the the long like grueling nights, like with little sleep and you know still having to perform very well? Like, isn't that something that plays you know plays its part as well? I mean, I think. I got a lot of the mentally challenging parts out of the way in the training leading up to it. Like, if you live under those stressful conditions and perform under those stressful conditions consistently leading up to an event like that, whether it's best warrior, a combat deployment, a job interview, whatever, like if you're training under those stressful conditions when it's actually time to do it, in a way, it's less stressful. When you think about like com com uh, combatives and you know that type of uh, mindset, like uh, an infantryman, a lot of those activities are regimented. And, you know, they infantrymen typically do really well in in competitions or with that type of training because that's the lifestyle they live. But with you, you know, working on aircraft, you know, basically your your entire career, do you feel like that gave you an advantage or any of that experience that you had working on helicopters? I mean, there's like one event maybe where being a mechanic was an advantage, um, changing the tire. Oh, but, God. <laughs> um, that, that event. No, I mean, like, you know, going into state and then obviously, like, keeping that same game plan going into regionals was like, you know, knowing I'm going to be surrounded by a bunch of combat MOSs and, you know, the more physical MOSs um, or MOSs, like, not that they don't do a bunch of physical stuff generally, but like 68 Whiskey where like that translates super well into some of the specific events of the competition. Right. Uh, I knew that, that like we knew our focus and like my focus needed to be on, as you said, like utilization of my mental abilities and focusing on those soldier tasks um, and just using that to gain the edge where I may have lost it in the more physical activities. Right. Because so that's like, only part of the competition. So like mount, like the mount lane, which I think it implemented a lot more of those because you're doing the, I, don't, I guess you can call it stress shooting, even though they're just dummies. Yeah. You're doing the, uh, like a medevac, you have to do like nine, nine line, you have to do misreport. Could you explain some of that as well? Um, yeah, I mean, like, during the IMT lane, which, I mean, it's not an IMT lane, it's the Mount Town lane, but um, you just, you know, went and cleared a village, like, on your own, which typically you don't do, but 
you know, for the purpose of competition, that's how it that's how it went down. Yeah, it's definitely weird treating a casualty with no <coughs> no security. security. <laughs> like and you're like sitting and there, gunshots like, going off, and yeah, explosions. tossing like little like poppers just <laughs> right next to you and everything. That scared me. But, it, <laughs> but it's, it's meant to be stressful. Like it's meant oh, to be yeah. challenging for it's you. It's meant to be stressful. But like you know, coming from like the infantry side, it's like you get. As, as soon as you start, it's just like, okay, this is muscle memory. Like, this is just me working through an issue one piece at a time, whether it's like, like stopping the bleeding right here, like doing your little blood sweep, checking for exit wounds, um, the whole nine, and then, you know, getting on a radio and being able to call up a nine line the, the correct way. And then after that, it's just like, you know, get them, get them off the X or get them, you know, get them to the, the chopper. And, <laughs> the um, chopper. <laughs> uh, I almost said it in the Arnold voice too. Sorry. But, um, it, it really just turns into like a muscle memory thing. Like you don't, you just, it's engraved. So, so with that, especially with both of you being NTOs and then performing well at the state level competition and then performing well at the regional, do you feel like you could teach that class to you know incoming soldiers or people like recruits that that haven't been taught it being in a non-combat mos you know i see more of what like the general guardsman looks like and i think everybody knows all these tasks it's nothing new that you haven't ever seen before i mean granted most people probably haven't shot an at4 or, like used a claymore but in general most of the tasks like everybody's done in basic training so they may not be proficient at it. There's a knowledge base somewhere in there. And that makes it super easy to teach them or reteach them to answer your, your second question. Like, yes, I feel like I could teach all this stuff. And I primarily attribute that to the fact that I'm not starting at ground zero. Like it's, it's up, like upon a solid foundation that all these soldiers should and most likely do have. If you had to give advice to a younger soldier coming in that wanted to compete or wanted to get ready for that, how, what advice would you give? This is a laundry list. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff um, to prepare if you want to compete to win. Um, but the general synopsis of it is you just got to get in that, that basic training book, that green book that you get in basic training and go through all your warrior tasks and make sure you know them all. I mean, that's the, that's the primary thing. That's, that's what we're being evaluated on. Come into the competition, like, and, you know, it's, it's a massive training event, you know? So you come in, hit the ground running, do your best, and go for the win, but then, like, take that opportunity and, like, see where all the holes got poked, you know? Like, if you're deficient at something, right. like, hey, you need to hit on that. It's not my wheelhouse, then I need to, I need to practice it. I need to put it in there. With you, with nationals, you know, the biggest competition that you can compete in, um, how do you feel, you know, leading into that, you know, with that being a couple of months away? I mean, my thought process on it is, like, I'm not, I haven't won. I'm not a winner. Like, the dust has not settled as it has for him, unfortunately. Yeah, fires like, out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so with that being said, like, I don't know, that's kind of just like, I guess, my tactic of 
alleviating that pressure. And in a way, I, I, going back to it, like I think it's kind of a good thing that I didn't win state <laughs> because it's given me sort of that baseline of like, this is how you should feel going into the competition. Like you feel like you didn't win, have that chip on my shoulder, knowing like, yeah, there's tough competition out there and I might not be the strongest, but that doesn't mean I can't win.